All right. Got a kickback episode for you. The whole lot of news. Actual news. Not fear-mongering news. Of course, how you interpret that, that is up to you. I don't know. You know, maybe you get scared easily. No, you know, I mean, it's no judgment at all. I've had my moments in the past two years myself. But one thing is for sure, courage is needed. That's why this episode is dedicated to the unsung heroes that need to be sung about. A long time ago, there was a man named Lysander, Admiral Lysander of Sparta. Before the whole, you know, Leonidas thing. Way before that. And Lysander was a nobody, born of a prostitute. But his father was self-acclaimed a descendant of Hercules. Who knows? Maybe. You know, uh, Maui has a, I mean, uh, Hawaii has a Hercules story too, you know. Same, almost almost same exact story. Uh, that would be in the Kumulipo, and that would be Maui, the uh, god. In any case, right, Lysander worked his way from the bottom up all the way to Admiral. He had to learn a lot of hard lessons and he had to be treated like crap the whole way. That's why he learned values like honor, dignity, truth. Truth is a value that I think we all share, except for like, of course, you know, um, <clears throat> those who sacrifice it for lesser values like monetary gain you know the monetary gain thing it's hilarious to me you know um it's not it's not even funny though because you know it's hilarious but it's not you know it's like people only really go after money because other people value it <laughs> it's a social validation thing you know and then it's ironic because it's like um you're not gonna get any more like human connection from that if anything the only human connection that you're going to get is going to be fake it's going to be plastic and you're going to strive and strive for more because you'll never get the real human connection maybe you will i don't know i shouldn't say never right you know but it's kind of like an obvious thing the more you delve down that hole the more the more you're going to end up valuing human connection and wishing that you had it anyways. That's by default. That's why when the Prince of Persia was asked by Lysander for funds for the war, it was only from Lysander's character and friendship that trust was given and afterwards after the war 
after the politicians tried to tell Lysander to not return the leftover gold and because they wanted to keep it for themselves and ordered him to retire. He betrayed them. He betrayed them. And he left anyways to return the gold. And he did. He returned the gold. Of course he did because that is what honor means. Of course, history wrote him up as a wicked person because who writes the history? The politicians. At least then, that's what they did. But the people were pissed off. They, the politicians wrote him up as a bad person and made up all kinds of lies that the people knew better about the people knew the politicians were lying and they weren't having it. So what did they do? They sung about him. And Lysander was the first person, first human mortal person to be sung about. At least in that part of the world. His name, also, is where we get the term slander, as from Lysander. And, yeah. Of course, a lot of that you probably won't find so easily. Maybe not at all. Because a good amount of that was told to me by psychics. Talking about my past life. You're listening to Starseeds, Angels, Savant Syndrome, with your host, The Mystic Man, here. I hope you're having a wonderful, splendid day or night, wherever you are. My podcast is listened to globally. For a long time, it was only uh, in France, for some reason. I'm assuming for uh, learning English. Which is a good choice, good choice of podcast to learn English from. You know, um, I do swear a lot, excuse my French. But that might be the irony you were looking for. Alright, first, on the spot, you got L.A. Firemen speaking up. For your rights and mine. God bless. Then later, Ricardo Marmon gives a testimony to the public so that way you know, I know, we all know exactly what's going on in the legal department. Then, we've got a whole lot of testimonies by people that need to be heard. I hope you're listening up. After that, we got something that's long been coming. A representative totally drops the hammer on Fauci. And I know you've been wanting that. You've been here waiting for it. We've all been waiting for it. Some people haven't. I know, I know they got like 
plush dolls of Fauci and like they made a they made a movie. They made a Fauci movie. It has been the most downvoted or downthumbed or disliked video on YouTube and many other platforms. The most ever. Isn't that amazing? That goes to show how little people are really uh, for the, um, you know, and how much people are for their rights. See, we're not so dumb as they think. Of course, you know, we're all, we're all uniquely dumb in our own ways. I'm pretty dumb in my own ways. But then we're all brilliant in our own ways, too. Hey, so when we work together... And when we stand up for one another, we complete each other. They say this is the uh, age of the humanitarian, right? Aquarius. Amen to that. Entire list right here, 871 L.A. City firefighters involved in this potential lawsuit. They're angry, as you're about to see. They're emotional, and they're asking for an unbelievable amount of money, up to $1.7 billion. L.A. City firefighters sounding a new alarm. I can't, be, I can't go to work and, and perform the way they want me to, knowing that the end game is they're going to fire me. Andre Velker and 870 other city firefighters today through their attorney filed a notice of intent to sue the city of L.A. The city has warned firefighters get the COVID vaccine by October 20th or be sent home without pay. Well, that's just uncalled for. It's wrong. And we will be in court in 10 days. The 871 firefighters are seeking $2 million each. They believe the controversy could end their careers. Families are going into meltdown right now. It's devastating to see what these families are going through. Um, marriages are in jeopardy. Livelihoods are in jeopardy. Some of the firefighters we spoke with say they've already had COVID. They believe they have antibodies. Others are afraid of adverse reactions. Well, today, the city attorney reacted to the legal action, saying the U.S. Supreme Court and courts across the country have upheld vaccine mandates. I'm confident we will prevail. Firefighters say this is not just about a vaccine. It's about due process and personal rights, a position that pushed this veteran firefighter to tears. It breaks my heart that I, I can't even be there with my crew. The attorney we talked to who is representing these firefighters says this should scare the heck out of everyone. He says we're talking about one out of every four firefighters here in the city. He says if they're sent home in less than two weeks, the entire system, the firefighting system would collapse. He says there just wouldn't be enough to protect the city of L.A. There are many people now sitting around in their own lives, in their own homes, not telling the person that's across the table from them what they really think about the world. And the more of us that do that, we actually are giving air to the monster that is coming for all of us. So ultimately, what, what does this come down to? Rebuilding families, educating our children, retaking control over the educational institutions that have been indoctrinating them for generation after generation. Uh, it starts at the dinner table at the end of the day. We have a very weak, very weak Republican legislature that lacks 
even a small group of people who are willing to stand up to woke corporate mandates. And it uh, doesn't matter if it's mandatory CRT in the workplace. It uh, doesn't matter if it's mandatory vaccination uh, to be employed in the state of Florida. doesn't matter if it's banning social media censorship. We have Republicans that are just too weak to stand up. Good day, everyone. Today, I have a very important message for the people of South Africa. We have filed our case with the Constitutional Court of South Africa, case number CCT 299 forward slash 21. Despite the many difficulties that we have faced along the way, we have successfully filed this case. I would like to thank Dr. Faiz Kirsten for his unwavering commitment to the cause. I would like to thank those eight, more than 8,700 South Africans who have signed our petition and in so doing have become co-applicants to the case. I would like to thank those who have given us financial support. I would like to thank those who have prayed for our success. I would like to thank my wife for her loyal partnership, for her unwavering commitment to the cause of truth, of justice, and her service to God. Finally. And most importantly, I would like to thank God in whom we put all our trust. The case that we have brought to the Constitutional Court is against the President of South Africa, the South African Parliament and the South African Reserve Bank. Now, what has the President done wrong? Why have we brought a case against him? Well, the President heard claims made by the Chinese government that there was a virus that broke out in Wuhan and subsequently the World Health Organization has declared an international or global pandemic. He followed suit. He declared a national disaster in South Africa. What he has done wrong here is he did not confirm the claims that was made by the Chinese government or the claims that was made by the World Health Organization as he should have done before he imposed a lockdown on the South African people. What the president should have done was to send scientists to China and to ask the Chinese government to provide a pure sample of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, separated and isolated from all other contaminants and substances. Once a scientist was in possession of this pure sample of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, he should have instructed them to infect a living, healthy organism with this pure virus only to see whether it produces the symptoms of COVID-19 and to see whether COVID-19 is indeed as deadly as the Chinese and the World Health Organization claim it to be. He should have repeated this a few times. After doing so, he should have presented his facts and his information to the people of South Africa, to Parliament, and then he should have declared a national state of disaster. The president did not do so. Therefore, he did wrong. The president should have shown the people of South Africa the virus before he declared a national disaster based on the virus. In doing so, the president has contravened the Constitution. He contravened Section 36.1 that says he can only limit the rights of the people of South Africa, the Bill of Rights, 
if he has reasonable justification. And if he shows that reasonable justification to the people of South Africa as in an open and democratic society. He also failed section 32.1 of the Constitution that says if you take someone's rights away, then you should provide him information that could help him to understand why his rights has been taken away or to fight for his rights to be restored. The president simply failed to do so. What is the case that we have brought against the South African parliament? Well, when the president declared the national state of disaster, parliament went along without any question. That was wrong. Parliament should have called a debate. They should have questioned the president. They should have asked the president to show us the virus before they agree to support his measures of the lockdown and the national disaster declaration. Parliament failed to do so. That is why they did wrong. They contravened the Constitution. Section 37.1, Parliament should have made sure that there is a real threat to the life and property of the people of South Africa before they went along. Parliament should have made sure, according to Section 42.3, that the President has a reasonable justification for taking away the rights of the people of South Africa before they agreed to go along. According to Section 55.2, Parliament should have put all measures in place to find out whether the virus exists and whether it's dangerous and whether it's deadly. Parliament should have asked the President to show us the virus. They had the power to do so, and he would have had no other choice but to answer them. Parliament has failed the people of South Africa. The South African Reserve Bank, when they heard the President make a declaration of a national state of disaster, they then funded the President. They instituted financial measures to provide finance for the lockdown measures. That is what the South African Reserve Bank did. Before they provided such finance, what they should have done was to confirm whether the virus was real, to confirm whether the uh, virus was indeed deadly before they agreed to finance the government. They had a responsibility to do this under Section 224.2 of the Constitution. They have a responsibility to act independently without fear or favor. They have failed to do so. Now we have great evidence against these respondents. To start with, Christine Massey of Canada and many others went around the world and they've asked one, more than 100 laboratories, health laboratories around the world to show them the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And the answer they got from these laboratories was no. They cannot show the virus because they don't have it. More than 100 health laboratories around the world. The president and his scientists rely on the PCR test in order for them to demonstrate death rates and infection rates. But the inventor of the PCR test method has said that it shouldn't be used for that. Yet they continue to use it for that. The inventor of the PCR test method, Dr. Mullers, died shortly before the outbreak of the pandemic. But luckily for us, that those who know him well and who, can, who, and who have the same expertise as him 
has given us sworn testimony to verify and to confirm that he indeed has said that, that his test should not be used for this. They give sworn testimony to this, and we have presented this to the court. The PCR test has been found unreliable by a Portuguese court. And in this matter, according to Section 39.1 of the Constitution, the Constitutional Court must consider that Portuguese case when it makes its ruling here. And the Portuguese case ruled that the PCR test was unreliable. The PCR test is not calibrated to find SARS-CoV-2 based on a pure genetic sample that was taken from a pure uh, sample of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Rather, it is based on a computer-generated genetic uh, sequence. The NICD has claimed that it has a photograph of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Now, how did they obtain this photograph? According to their own uh, version found on their website, the NICD says that it uh, took samples from patients that tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 using a PCR test, and then it took those samples and mixed it with green monkey kidney cells, amongst other things, and then it took a picture of this mixture and claimed that this picture is a picture, is a photograph uh, of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Well, it is wrong. One cannot rely on such a picture because all you have is a, a picture of a mixture. According to the Stuttgart High Court in Germany, it ruled that when you take samples that are supposedly from infected people of a virus and you mix it with green monkey kidney cells or any other thing, that you cannot rely uh, uh, on such identification of the virus because how do you discount the green monkey kidney cells? And this is exactly what the NICD has done in their supposed photograph. We place this before the court, and the court must consider this as per section 39.1 of the Constitution. This is overwhelming evidence that is supported by sworn testimony from scientific experts. Dr. Qureshi from Canada, uh, Dr. Resnick from the United States, Dr. Corbett from the UK, and of course the evidence that I have shown you from Christine Messi. We thank them greatly for providing such sworn testimony to us. In addition to this sworn testimony, we also have incriminating evidence coming out of the mouths of the President, of the Speaker of Parliament, and of the Reserve Bank Governor themselves. The President has admitted under oath at the Zondok Commission that his government has people or officials in a high office that are captured. He admitted this. He also said that uh, members of parliament from the African National Congress are in parliament because of the party and they are there to serve the party and represent the party, not the people of South Africa. This is out of his own mouth sworn testimony. The former Speaker of Parliament, Tandi Modise, also delivered sworn testimony at the Zondo Commission. And she said at the Zondo Commission that sometimes members of Parliament 
don't want to ask unnecessary questions because they have ambitions of becoming uh, ministers in future. Tandi Modise did not ask the president to show us the virus. And now Tandi Modise is the minister of defense. The South African Reserve Bank governor, when he was helping at the same time that South Africa incurred billions of dollars of debt with the IMF, the South African uh, Reserve Bank governor was helping the government put together the budget in which this loan was decided upon. And at the same time, he was an advisor to the IMF, the entity to which the South African people will be so, were eventually sold to, to debt slavery. He was working for the IMF and he was working for, with the South African government at the same time, benefiting the IMF with this loan uh, that was eventually taken out. This was a clear conflict of interest, highly unacceptable. How could we expect that the Reserve Bank would have acted independently without fear or favor in such circumstances as it should have done? when its governor was so highly conflicted. As you can see, we have a very, very strong case here against these respondents. And we are asking the court to grant the South African people relief. And the relief that we are asking from the court is number one, for the national state of disaster and all its measures, including the lockdown, etc to be declared invalid and to be set aside immediately. We are asking the court that the COVID-19 budget or the budget that was decided upon on the 24th of June 2020 in which the South African people in incurred indirectly a great deal of debt to fund, to, 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 uh, fund the lockdown and the national disaster, that that budget must be declared invalid and set aside and that the South African people must not be responsible for any debt incurred as a result of these unproven uh, uh, pandemic. We are asking the Constitutional Court that all the respondents be held financially liable personally for all the financial losses suffered by the South African people because of their actions or their failures to act in the correct manner. We are asking the court to hold the South African Reserve Bank liable as an institution, as an organization, because the South African Reserve Bank is the financial authority of the country. So as the financial authority who acted wrongly in this uh, instance, that the South African Reserve Bank should be held liable financially for all losses suffered by the South African people. We are asking that all these respondents must resign voluntarily in an orderly manner. We are asking the court to grant the people of South Africa a referendum in which the people of South Africa can have a vote of no confidence in all of these respondents. We are asking the court that the South African people be granted a referendum where they can decide whether to have a direct presidential election with individual candidates instead of party-based system that we have now so that we can remedy this uh, uh, conflict of interest and this confusion that ANC party members have whether they should represent the people 
or whether they should represent their party. We should have a referendum to solve this matter once and for all. We are asking the court that to grant the people of South Africa a referendum to decide whether we should liquidate the South African Reserve Bank in order to finance all of the financial losses suffered by the people of South Africa because of the failures of the South African Reserve Bank. We are asking the court to grant the people a referendum so that the people can decide on a metal-based currency and the abolition of interest to ensure that in future our financial system cannot be manipulated by anyone. As you, as you have seen here in my explanation to you, that our case is simple, clear and just. We have faced many difficulties. Some of our witnesses that were supposed to give sworn testimony pulled out under threat, under coercion, under fear. But we have labored on and we are here. This is a serious time in the history of South Africa and in the history of the world. I ask all of you who are listening to this video that should something happen to me, that all those co-applicants have the right to have this case continue to the end until justice is done. Please support our efforts. Please support our case. Please pray to God for our success. As I have said, our case is simple. Our case is clear. And our case is just. Thank you very much. Trial for 12 to 15 year olds, Ohio. We need help. AstraZeneca, clinical trial in the United States, Utah. Please, we need help. Pfizer, British Columbia, Canada. I need help. And I need to be heard. Moderna. <clears throat> Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Picture waking up, guys, and having just everything stripped away from you. And the ability to not get help, uh, basically ask for help. How does that feel? Because it's what we're all going through. I need help. I want help, and I want to be heard. Thank you. AstraZeneca, Manchester, England. I want to be heard. I want us collectively to be heard. I'm speaking on behalf of my 17-year-old daughter. Pfizer, New York. We need help. We need to be heard. This is for my sister Sherry, who can't speak for herself and who is fighting for her life. Moderna, Louisville, Kentucky. We need to be seen, heard, and believed. Moderna, Virginia. Please let our voices be heard. Even if the vaccine is safe for the majority, there's still thousands of us suffering in silence. We have the right to be heard. Pfizer, January 2021, Florida. We listened, so we believed that this vaccine was the right thing to do. So please, trust us and listen to us when we tell you that we are continuing to suffer physically. Johnson & Johnson, California. Please, we desperately need to be heard. 
I do not wish to reveal my identity, but I had the Pfizer vaccine and I have been suffering now for almost three months. I had no idea the risks or the cost. We need to be heard. I received the Moderna vaccine on March 11th and my life hasn't been the same since. I'm a 29 year old female. I live in Puyallup, Washington. I am suffering and I want to be heard. Please see us. Hear us, believe us, and help us get our lives back. I got the Moderna vaccine February 24th, the first shot. I am now suffering and I want to be heard. Moderna, New Jersey, please, we need the medical community to help us. Pfizer, Kentucky, we want to be heard. We deserve to be heard. Madam Speaker, Dr. Fauci has forsaken his Hippocratic oath and exchanged it for the mantle of unchecked power. His policies shuttered the U.S. economy, drove our country into financial upheaval, and violated the rights of millions of Americans. In July, he willfully lied to the U.S. Senate about his role in funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China. This week, the world was shocked to discover that through an experiment under his watch, Sweet beagle puppies had their heads stuffed into crates so that sand flies could slowly strip away the skin from their bones. These defenseless animals were damned to agonize in silence because their vocal cords had been surgically ripped from their throats so that their tormentors could discharge their evil actions without having to hear incessant yapping. Madam Speaker, today I am calling for the creation of a formal commission to investigate the true origin of COVID-19, the role Fauci played in its creation, the false statements he made to members of Congress under oath, and why the hell Americans are funding the torture of puppies in Africa. Americans deserve the truth, and this demon doctor must never be allowed to escape justice. With that, I yield back. Wasn't that a hoot? You know, there's a lot of unsung heroes right now. A lot. You're probably a unsung hero. I want to take the time right now to thank you. Not just for listening, which I do appreciate. I appreciate everybody's time. You know, my first year doing this, I only had one listener. And I had no idea until the end. And it hurt, but I, I appreciate everybody's time a lot more now. Thank you. But I also want to thank you for speaking up. And even if you haven't yet, I know you will. You see, the heart works in certain ways. Motivation is important. And I'm not the best at that, but I think that the truth Speaking the truth, hearing the truth, that self-motivates. It gives us the motive to do anything. David Hume says that reason is and only ever ought to be slave to passions. And I agree. Because the thing is, is that we might have all the reasoning in the world. But 
but that's only in the world. And there's a whole universe of truth out there with much more understanding than we could ever have ourselves. So that's why it's important that passions guide us. Now, that might seem illogical. It might seem irresponsible, but I disagree. You see, in that dynamic, we're forced to depend on each other. And that is the only way, after all, that we can truly have multi-dimensional understanding, ultra-dimensional understanding and wisdom through the trust and empathy of one another and the care we become more than ourselves that's why there's such a direct influence to teach everybody that they have to move out of their family's house when they're of age right do you think that the wealthy and elite practice such division I doubt it. It probably comes naturally anyways though, given the uh, stakes of the matter. But back in the day, that's how empires grew. Ohana means family. That's because Hana means to work. There's an old lesson that soldiers used to get in the war before battle, their sergeant or commander would hand them all a twig and tell them to break it. And they would easily break it. And then he would hand them all a bundle of twigs and tell them to break it. And it would not be so easy to break it then. We're stronger together. Even if we dislike one another for whatever small reasons, we can put those reasons aside. We have bigger fish to fry. There's more important matters than ego values. What's the point of your ego values when fighting over that will just end us and be a liability to our loved ones? That's not the way. Love thy neighbor as thyself because we depend on one another. Like it or not, it could be our only way out of this mess that we're in. I'm not a communist, but I'm also not a capitalist. I believe that capitalism and communism are very much alike in a certain ways. Both end up with both, if you look at it. And both are cancer cell mentality. We all feel it. We all know it. We have all knew this was coming. We said for years that 
humans are stupid. And then when push come came to shove and uh, shit hit the fan, well, we realized that, hey, you know what? Maybe humanity ain't so bad after all, because guess what? You're including that, and so am I. Let's not be hypocrites in anything, and let's aim to not be hypocrites. I think that means everything. One of the most used words uh, in translation by Jesus Christ in the New Testament was hypocrite, calling people hypocrites. And it was true. I think that says a lot. Let's not be hypocrites, and let's aim to not be hypocrites, and let's aim to yield, to listen, whenever somebody calls us a hypocrite. And let's definitely yield when we find they're, they're right. Always yield to the truth. If you can't yield to the truth, then what value does your word have? Integrity means everything. You cannot have anything stand for long if it has no grounds. So if we're going to stand tall, if we're going to have pride in ourselves, then let's do it with integrity. What good is ego and pride in ourselves if it's false? Thank you for listening. This has been SAS, Starseeds Angels Savant Syndrome, with your host, The Mystic Man. I hope you have a wonderful day. If you didn't know, I've got a new VIP service for the VIPs. For only $1.99. A month, you can subscribe and get special episodes that only you and the other VIPs can listen to. Cheers. Uomao ke ea o kaina hikapono o humanity.